Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. We've just picked up a point at the Etihad after coming from a goal down to end City's 100% home record in 2023. Trent shushed their fans after scoring and Darwin went at Guardiola after the game. Fair to say we've had worse days. I'm Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and joining me to look back on a pretty satisfying afternoon, I've got Ian Brown and Julian Richards. All right, Brownie, we'll start with you then. Uh, how are you feeling about that? Happy overall, yeah. I obviously, going there, getting the points good. They've got an amazing home record. Our record away against them is shit. Um, so, yeah, positive point. I it, Going into the game, I was actually quite confident. I thought we'd get a result. Um, the changes we've made going into this season, especially in midfield, for me makes me think that when we play a one-off game against City, we're better equipped now to take the game to them and have a proper game against them at the Etihad, and I think we did that today. Um, final third, we'll get on to talking about that. It yeah. wasn't good. I, I think both boxes, I mean, we defended our box okay, but they also cut through us quite easily. It was, it was a funny game in the sense that whenever we got to the edge of their box, you thought, we're not going to create anything here. But when they got to the edge of our box, you thought, uh-oh, they might create something. It was a bit mad like that. But no, I think it's a positive part of the evolution of this team. We've spoken recently about how it's still a work in progress. We might be a little bit early in terms of being able to challenge over the full season. But it's good signs, I think. And you, you look at the interviews after the game with Trent and Klopp, and I think they echoed the same things, didn't they? Like it's, it's all part of that process of us getting to a point where we can go there and be confident about actually winning the game. This is just a step in that direction. I don't think anyone expected us necessarily to go dominate the game and get the three points. But the fact that we were able to go toe-to-toe with them and cause them a load of problems is really positive. So, yeah, good point. Jules? Yeah, agree with that. Satisfied, very satisfied with that. Um, came from behind in a place that we've had got really a wretched record over the last, well, all all of Klopp's time in the Premier League. I think we've won there once, haven't we? In the Premier League, and that's it under Klopp. Yeah. Um, uh, showed good, uh, good grit getting back into the game. Uh, again, I don't think it was uh, our best performance, but there was lots to like in the performance. Um, I think I think Trent Trent's goal was um, I, I don't want to say Gerard-esque because that, that sort of gives a different thing but the, sort of the strike the way the you could see from the TV angle when he as soon as the pass was laid into him it's like oh you got to hit that straight away because the, mm-hmm. the angles opened up for you that was a really well taken goal and again a little bit Gerard-esque but I don't think that's really fair on Trent because Trent's his own man but like that um I think as well, just to take into the context, these 12, 30 games after the international break are usually really, really tough. Uh, yeah. No matter who we're playing, they're a slog. Um, you know, this wasn't this was a Sky Sports game, so it wasn't Sky's fault. It was a 12, 30. It was Great Manchester Police's fault. But Sky were going like the atmosphere is not that great, and it's a bit it's a bit sluggish. It's like, yeah, that's because it's a 12:30 game, and it's after an international break. So this is exactly par from the course. You can have two very good teams going at it, but it doesn't really matter when you take that into context. So again, taking that into account, and also we're so bad away from home. We concede first every game this season. We've conceded first away from home in the league, with the exception of that Chelsea game. So oh, again, we with concede- the exception of Spurs. <laughs> Well, yeah, 
but <laughs> since Chelsea, we've conceded first all the time. So it, it really mm. is just like it's it's a bit of a thing of, of conceding first away from home. So taking into account the international break, taking into account the twelve thirty kickoff, our poor away form, our form at the Etihad, um, I'm I'm well happy with that. Very satisfied. It brings us into a good spot for. Um, for, for a really really busy December that's coming up, um, and it's almost like the 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 fixture schedulers have sort of tried to maximise um, viewing figures because we've got Arsenal, Manchester United, and Newcastle all at home within about ten days over Christmas, so we've got some really big games coming up. All right, Manchester United aren't really competing for anything right now, but Arsenal and Newcastle are. Um, and Arsenal might be top of the league when they come to Anfield because they win tomorrow, oh no, tonight, later today, sorry, against Brentford. They'll go top by a point over City, I think. So um, I just think it's a marker as well. I, I, and and as, as Brownie said, look, the way we talked after the end of that game there, we, we were talking about, yeah, it was all right, but we weren't great and we still got a point. And that's sort of like a sort of laying out how we think the rest of the season might go. We are a bit ahead of development, but at the same time, we're looking good. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm I'm made up with the point. We said the other night, snatch your hands off for a point. So made up with that, especially because we had to come from behind to do it as well. That's that's a big thing. We've come from a goal down away at Man City. Not many teams are going to do that. So that's all good. Um, lots to like about the performance. A fair bit to not like as well. I mean, I don't think that's being harsh. Trent and Klopp both said the same thing. You know, they didn't think we played well. I didn't think we played particularly well either, and that's kind of a little bit of a, a frustration because I'm thinking, well, if we did play well there, we you know we probably would have won that game if we'd have played well. Um, but then I also think, are we actually capable of playing better than that given the circumstances? You know, like the twelve thirty kickoff international break, that might be as good as we were capable of. Because we've seen it so many times, the you know the, the whole twelve thirty thing. It's been done to death. We all know how, how difficult it is. We all know like games are flat, atmospheres are flat. Not that City's like a, a cauldron anyway, but even by their standards today was was shit. Guardiola spent like most of the game trying to whip the crowd up and getting absolutely nowhere with it. Um, easy to poke fun at City fans for that, and you know we, we do often. But I do think the twelve thirty is a big part of that because you know even mm. even like the derby was twelve thirty the the atmosphere wasn't great at the derby the other week was it you know so I feel like a game like that today like such a, it's 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 like the most important game of the season like not just for us but for City as well and for the league in general the two matches Liverpool Man City they're the two biggest showpiece games of the Premier League season <clears throat> Arsenal might disagree but you know the They've only just come back onto the scene now. This is like this has been brewing for seven, eight years. It's the biggest game in in the Premier League now, and it deserved a better showcase than fucking twelve thirty after an international break. Yeah. This game should be like a Monday night game, you know, like because I'm not saying you're gonna play it midweek or anything, but like the Monday night, where, you know, night games are just better for atmosphere. Or five thirty on you a can, Saturday. You can, yeah, you could go five thirty. <laughs> yeah, but it was but, supposed to be yeah. five thirty, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's, but you know, that's it, the annoying thing I, about it. I'm just it. talking in, in general terms. If you can pick this game, and go. When should that game yeah. be played? A night game is is like the the best for the, for this fixture, especially the Anfield one. But like, it's supposed to be half five. It gets moved to half twelve. That pissed me off because you know, do your fucking jobs. 
don't cry about like we don't want to work at that time because there might be more trouble how much trouble do they actually think there's going to be you have a few isolated incidents here and there nothing that the police can't handle they had the Manchester Do you reckon Merseyside Derby? police will say that when we play when they play that it's bollocks no, it's, it's absolute yeah. fucking garbage the whole thing and is I don't bollocks. think it's been done to benefit Man City either because it didn't benefit Man City 12.30 kickoffs no. benefit nobody so I'm not saying this is some big conspiracy like Manchester City trying to manipulate the situation no I just think the, it's the police being dickheads because they had the Manchester derby as a later kickoff, didn't he? And mm. that's going to be a lot more trouble than this. Because what did he do next season? What did he do next season? If when we're back in the Champions League, we get drawn against City, are they going to turn around to UEFA and go, "Oh, sorry yeah. about that, you can't have an what, eight o'clock kickoff"? Will he find the power? Bollocks. What they'll do is um, they'll probably look at the incidents or lack thereof at the twelve thirty this time and go, "It's less of a risk now, so it can be played at a different time." And I will say though, if if this game was getting moved to twelve thirty. I'm glad it was the, uh, and I'm also glad because how often have we remarked that we have or usually have to go to the Etihad in the second half of the season when we're chasing City. Yeah. So I'm glad it's out. The Etihad game is out in these yeah. circumstances. It's already out of the way. And we've in the good we've point. Not lost. It's a big thing yeah. getting it out of the way huge, early yeah. and coming yeah. through it unscathed. I mean, it would have been nice to win, but you know, I don't. Neither team deserve to win that. I mean, City, arguably. If anybody can say they deserved it, maybe they had more chances than we had, but they didn't. It wasn't like either team was particularly on top. It was. I just felt like it was a bit flat. The whole thing was flat. The game wasn't. There was no like fire and brimstone. The second half, especially when we did better, you know, we were definitely better than the second half. But it never really exploded. It was. It was just a bit of a damp squib, I thought. Considering like these are the, the two best teams, you've got like the, the the history between like these two two managers over recent years. It's a game you're expecting a lot from, and it was a bit of a damp squib. And I, again, I just think it's the twelve. You know what? Thing. It, it was kind of like uh, it's like the, it's like a cold war, wasn't it? It's so the circumstances play into that, but also there's a sort of element of I'm sure City know that that Liverpool are they going to be if if they're back. They're going to probably be the hardest nut to crack to, to win the league rather than Arsenal. Mm. But you don't want to admit they're fully back. You don't want to admit that they might worry and trouble you. So that it's just like a, it's just sort of like everyone knows they know we know that this might be the end the, the end title race. But it's just like no one's acknowledging it yet. No one wants to say that. So it's just a little bit of a cold war. And the game felt like a bit of a cold war. It wasn't full blooded, uh, full throttle, whatever you want to call it. Because there's no need for it to be that yet, because it's only November. But you know, should this game have been in April at at, at the Etihad or at Anfield, whenever the Anfield return is, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I guarantee you there'll be a lot more uh, emotion and uh, action and blood and thunder in it and controversy. Like, would <sighs> would the referee be disallowing City's goal if it was April and the teams are neck and neck? Obviously, it's hypothetical. We don't know. Well, but... didn't we have what was that goal we got given a few years back? The was it Trent did something down at the cop end, and we went up the other end. Handball on it, bit. and then we yeah. Fabinho scored twice, yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that. So, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I thought, I thought as well. To be fair, I, I didn't think that. I, I thought that was a goal. I didn't think yeah, that should have been disallowed. Yeah. Uh, aside, so I'm going to say that I thought the referee was good a lot with the acknowledgement that. Um, which way? Which which are we talking about there? We're talking about the Trent handball one. Not... No, no, the Allison. Oh, goal you're today, saying that that, yeah. that should have been a goal. That should have been today. A goal today I thought, no, yeah. I don't think so. But I, I do think it's. Oh, it's definite goal. It, it's 
No, hundred percent goal. I think it's Diego Maradona like, syndrome. He's you're allowed to put your arm on a player like it's not just when yeah. bollocks. It's soft. Oh, come it's on. soft as shit, and I think Allison's got to be stronger. But and if if the referee does not give that as a foul, then yeah, we're, we're probably in trouble there. But as soon if as we had the rule that foul, said you're not allowed to touch the goalkeeper at all, then sound I'd go with it. But there's not that doesn't exist, does it? But once they're off the feet, it only takes a little nudge to nudge them under the ball. And if you look at the way Alisson's body sort of arched, if you're the referee looking at that, you immediately think, oh, that's that's like a push. Not for me. And that's chicken it, and egg for me. As I think it is, he it's because not, he felt a touch. Yeah, it's not a massive push. It's it's like it's contact. It's not a big push. But what I'm saying is if you're the referee looking at that, you're going to see that and go, oh, he's being pushed there. Especially because it's Alisson and you're not expecting him to... to totally for me it's absolutely like that well. hilarious that that's a foul and the uh, one in the Newcastle game recently wasn't wasn't <laughs> where, yeah. where somebody gets like pushed in but the back again, of the head no, with two arms that's just mad referee on the pitch makes a decision and VAR is not going to overturn those things generally speaking and that's where like the controversy comes in because like when you're looking at replay after replay you're like oh there's not really much in that but when I first saw it my first thought was like oh, that's a definite foul and then you see the replay and you're like, oh, it's, a, it's a bit of a nudge, not as much of, as a foul as what I thought it was initially. But the referee sees that and, and gives a foul. And I don't yeah, think anyone it, can, can argue with, yeah. with like what the referee's seeing. Because Alisson's mm-hmm. body shape, it looks like he's being really pushed. Because he, he just sort of arches his back and, and he's like he's leaned forward. And you're not expecting Alisson to, to, to be that weak as well. So that's the other thing. The referee's looking at that going, that must be a foul. So that's why it's disallowed, and then VAR can't really overturn those things. I don't want VAR just to make just to be clear. I don't think it's a foul, but equally, I don't want VAR to overturn it. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. want that to be like, right, we'll have a quick call. look, and then yeah, whatever. That's your call. Move on. Well, quick. That, I'm happy that, with that. Case, Dave, if that was consistent, I'd be happy with that. In this case, Dave, you must have thought the referee did have a really good game. The referee did have a good game, yeah. and this is the who thing. was it? It was it was Chris Kavanagh. Is it Kavanagh? Yeah, Kavanagh. Was it Kavanagh? It's Kavanagh, unless Dan's on. <laughs> yeah. But no, we've said like a couple of times, he's refereed at Anfield and he's been, I don't want to say really good because he's not been really good, but he's not been shit like most of them are. You know, he's, it's been a completely acceptable performance like that we've had. I thought, he, I thought he was good. There was that, today, I thought that City yeah. player. Today, he was totally fair yeah, today. I'm, and I'm that City player should have been too. booked first off for the, when the counter-attack pulling, pulling us back. I think that was a booking, but apart from that, I think, and I think, Maybe that goal we should have stood, but again, you're talking subjectivity, so I'm okay with that. Because again, I'd be happy for yeah. it all to be subjective. That's how it works. Yeah. The best oh, yeah. one was where Joel got done for a foul, and I'm screaming at the telly, "You right, dodgy man, cunt!" And then I watched the replay, and I went, "Yeah, yeah, that's foul." And it took like <laughs> it took two or three replays until I seen the angle. I'm like, "Oh," because I was going absolutely fucking ballistic. Oh, I was losing that. it. And then I seen the replay, and I just went, "Yeah, it's a foul." <laughs> and it's fair enough. Right. <laughs> you got saying. that one that, right. That there though just is why it doesn't doesn't my head when like fans are always fans who are in the stands and you know like if you're the if you're at the back of the main stand or the cop at Anfield like you're quite a distance away are screaming at the referee certain that he's got it wrong and they're right and it's like fuck off you probably can't see what the person ten rows in front is wearing yet you're saying that on the pitch you yeah can't but tell. where's the fun in just to, standing you... there and going oh yeah he must be you've right you've got to he's do closer. it anyway because you, you want to you want to put pressure on them like the crowd yeah. all on his back you want to you want to influence Oh, I but I tell you what, I, I want to point out on on that on that subject there. This the thing that annoyed me most in that game. I was fucking furious about it. Was Rodri's appeal for handball? Yeah, 
when he oh had that shot God. on it, it's him on Ass, like just above the knee. Ball. His arms are <laughs> up in the air. It's like his arms are nowhere near the ball. It hits him on the back of the leg, and he's screaming for handball. He's like running off and stuff. And I was because I thought, uh oh, Bar's gonna yeah. look at this. This yeah. might be a bit iffy. And I seen it, and I'm like, you cheeky twat! You should be booked for that. You should be booked for just appealing for that. The fucking nerve of him. It was outrageous. It's one of the most egregious appeals I think I've ever seen in my life. It's uh, it's wrestling manager heel shtick, isn't it? Like, oh, it's, it's outrageous. Completely outrageous, yeah. But, and but also, why would you even appeal to that? Because it's Man City and he's thinking, if I appeal, I'll probably get it. But, we've got but why would you appeal that vehemently when you know VAR would look at it and go, well, there's not even a hand near there. We it's can't cheats, though, that. isn't it? It's like the cheating's uh, just deeply ingrained into them. It's almost like footballers uh, aren't that clever as well, Jules. <laughs> You are the, footballers are cheats and they aren't that clever. Yes, that I will agree with. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I want to just um, stay with the referee for a sec because, um, yeah, I thought he he's had a really good game. I don't think he should have been in charge of the game though because not not because of him personally, just the optics of that referee that's like grown up like five miles away from City Stadium. That's not acceptable. You know, I don't know how that happens when Michael Oliver's not allowed to referee Newcastle. Mark Clattenberg was never allowed to, to, to referee Newcastle or Sunderland, by the way, because he's a Newcastle fan. He, he wasn't allowed to do that. And if a referee from Sheffield's not allowed to referee Sheffield United or Sheffield Wednesday, Manchester referees are allowed to referee Manchester clubs all the time. And it's like, that seems to be like the, the main exception here. It's like, I know most of the referees are from Manchester. But, just say that all Manchester, but that's another that's conversation that needs to be had. It's like, how come, Mike? Who was someone, I think... I think it was Barry Warm on the forum and he said uh, he was talking about like the disproportionate number of referees from Manchester and he said, you know, generally speaking, you've got to be a cunt to be a referee and Manchester's full of them, so it stands to reason they're going to have like a lot more referees than everyone else. But I do think it's something that like you, you've got to wonder. Why are there so many refs from Manchester and how come they're letting them referee Manchester clubs? Now, this is not about... Chris Kavanagh at all. He was not the least bit biased today. You know, clearly he was not biased at all. He's not being biased in the other games this season when he's refereed us. So it's not about that. It's about the optics. And not him personally, but what's to stop another referee who, who grew up around the corner from City being allowed to referee their games, Who and he may well be biased. And even if they themselves are not fans of that club, you can guarantee they're going to have family members who are. So again, it puts them in a compromising position. And even if it's not like them wanting to give the benefit to that team it's how it looks so if they if there's like a 50 50 and they give it to that team people are going to go oh you've given that because you're local and your family or support them whatever and then and that might make him go i can't give that because people are going to think i'm giving it because of that and then you go the other way and it just puts them in like a a, a, a position that they shouldn't be in that being said he was really good so and, and I, i'm actually glad that I can make this point after a game when we didn't get screwed over by that referee. Yeah. So the, it's not sour grapes or anything. It's I'm making the point now, not because of anything that happened today, but it's just a general point. That's really dodgy ground when they're allowing that to happen. But well played. Good game from the ref. That's three times he's refed us this season. Three times we've got no complaints about him. He's done his job. Um, I'm more than happy for him to referee us for the rest of the season, except when we're playing Manchester teams. Bravo, Mr Cavana. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Uh, so let's go back to the start of the game then. Uh, team selection, that was pretty much the team I wanted and expected, with the possible exception of maybe Canate for Joel, but I would have started Joel just because Canate's had injury problems. Don't know how, how fit he is. 
it's not he's not played recently so Joel starting for me was the right thing to do but other than that what did you think about the team were you surprised was that what you wanted who was I wasn't necessarily I wasn't necessarily surprised I would have preferred Gravenberg to start in midfield ahead of Jones yes definitely um and also I was a bit interested to see Diaz not start and only because when you look at the fact that Maka played and Darwin plays what why would it be different for he's not for been Diaz? great though has he Josh no, has he been hasn't, scoring goals and yeah, I understood I, that like I, I did plus you like the option of bringing him off the bench as well and nobody scored two goals hasn't he in that that win mm. against Brazil won it and he's yeah. going to be flying his dad's in the crowd as well <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah. like get him on the pitch um, but I, I didn't have massive problems with it they're just little niggles you know what mm. I mean I'd have preferred those two to start the game and if I'm honest, within 15, 20 minutes, I was shouting for them changes as well, based on how the game 15, went. No, it was more like five. You were on Curtis's case. Uh, uh, sorry, I meant, I, I meant seconds, not minutes. Yeah. Sorry. No, it didn't take you long to be going, I get Jones off. What's yeah, but doing? honestly, come on, I want to talk about Curtis because that was not a game where you can take that many touches. You know what City are like? They're all over you like a rash. There was one moment in about the 20th minute where they put us under loads of pressure, about four and pressed, and we, we went ping, 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 like five first-time passes all around the press. It was fucking boss. And then if Curtis plays the ball into Mo, we've got a 2v2. Mo and Darwin against whoever two were back and he takes three, four touches and loses the ball and I was like, uh, that was about the fifth time I lost my rag with Curtis in, in this game in particular. Mm. He absolutely done my head in and I like Curtis, he's a good player, but it's just decision making for me. It's knowing the moment to hold the ball, knowing the moment to, to use the ball really quickly. That's still a development point for him. Over to you. Yeah, Jules, what did you think? Uh, yeah, Sorry, really boring agree with Brownie there. There's not really much I can add. Um, I, I, I too thought Jones... I, it maybe it just takes him a couple of games to get back up to speed. I'd certainly be looking to play him again on Thursday yeah, in the Europa that's what League. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, and um, Paul made a, a fairly decent point in the chat saying that, although he wasn't very good, he was at least trying to make some brave passes, but he just got some very basic passes wrong as well. And... Uh, I did just mm. seem very, very lethargic, which I suppose would happen when you've been out for so long because Spurs was the last game he played in the league. He's played a couple of Europa Leagues, but then he picked up that injury. So uh, just just very difficult for him, I thought. Yeah. I, right I decision think, to bring him off. Oh, definitely, yeah. But I think it was the right decision to start him as well because in a game like this, you Fair want enough. someone who's going to keep the ball and is pressing like probably the best of, of our midfield players as well. So it makes sense. The problem was... He's to use like the expression Klopp would normally say. He's not. He's not in a good rhythm. The Tottenham game totally derailed him because like the amount of time he was he was unable to play in Premier League games. Um, yeah, he's had some Europa League games, but that's a different level entirely. Uh, you know, the pace of the game is totally different. And then he picked up the little injury, which set him back again. And this is his first game back, and it's a tough game to come into. But at the same time. I totally understand the reasons for picking him, and I would have done the same thing. Um, I didn't think he was that bad, but I just think there was a couple of really glaring moments where I'm like, oh, what are you fucking doing? What, just, like the Cruyff turn in the, his own yeah. box? Which <laughs> is fine, but then he passes it to Alisson, and, and Alisson <laughs> clearly does not want the ball in that situation. I'm like, what are you doing? So there was that. Simicast saved that from looking looking like an absolute disaster because we had a good... Yeah, he did. Uh, we nearly scored at the end yeah. of that, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Costas yeah. just right. um, he just out muscled uh, Foden, didn't he? he? Won the ball back on the touchline. But the other one was um, he's got the ball on the edge of the box and he played that square pass across the box straight to their player and yeah, they broke on us. And on. Yeah, I think I think Allison ended up having to make a save or I think Joel made a block or something to, to to save us there. And it all came just from that sloppy pass on the edge of the box. So yeah, uh, it was it was obvious he was going to be getting subbed. It was also obvious that Jota was going to get subbed. As it was, he got injured and he went off. But, I mean, Jota sometimes has these games, and today was one of them, where he doesn't actually look like a footballer. He just looks like some random fella out the crowd who's being thrown on the pitch, and he's, like, running about and touches all over the place. And And then other times you look at him and you're like, it's Robbie Fowler. He's just, he's such a weird player. Uh, Today was was not not a good game I don't think Man City is the game for Jota, is the point I was trying to make about Diaz before. It's about being good in tight spaces. I mean, you've got Kyle Walker as well. Yeah. Like as much as I don't like him, he's a really good defender. He's right in your face. He's quick. Maybe he's that's aggressive. why you picked Jota though, Brownie, because you think Diaz is not going to get the better of him on the outside. Maybe I mean Diaz wasn't good when he came on. No. To be fair, so th- th- there's other things to take into account. Maybe he's seen him in the one session they've had since they've come back yeah. from international duty, and he hasn't liked what he's seeing. He, yeah, you know that kind of thing. We we'll never be privy to, will we? So that no, that definitely I'm, comes into it. Yeah, probably. Probably it's a, it's a big part of it actually, um, but the start of the game, I'd like the first thirty seconds of the game, we had that like I think we won the ball back high and we should have done more with it, and it was just wasteful. And then within a couple of minutes, City had been in our box twice and in like dangerous situations with with Doku down that side, and that was going into the game. That was the worry, wasn't it? it was like uh, Doku is flying at the moment and he's in that like. Trent's going to have to be like dealing with him and he just had his own way basically the whole game he was doing whatever he wanted but thankfully like when he was cutting it back into the box either they wasted the shots or we did a good job at like making blocks and that but yeah that that docu was like really I thought he was really good and like he's got a reputation of being somebody who can like isolate a fullback ruin him but then his decision making's questionable and that is fair based on what I've seen of him. But today, I thought he made good decisions. He was, he was I just, cutting it back well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. I just think we defended the shots really well. So yeah. there was the one from where we scored the equaliser where I didn't realise at the time. I thought Ireland had missed the ball, but he didn't. He connected with it well, but it was really good block by Verge. And yeah. then Alisson made the save off it. That was just one little example. I, I thought his end product was really good. I thought he played really well, that docu. I was glad that Grealish wasn't playing now because I feel like he causes us problems. He's like... Um, he seems to just always play well against us, so I was glad that he wasn't playing. But you're still worried about about Doku. But um, Trent got man of the match, and like I don't, I, I don't. They see put that. some stats up on the screen though, don't didn't they? That. Like he was first in a few categories for the but game. But did you see so... the categories though? One of them was like crosses. Like well, he was number one in categories of people called Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was trying to think of one. Then. It does whiff of that kind of thing. There was he was yeah. top for interceptions, and he had two. I'm like, okay, that's hardly like, you know, he's got like six or seven. I mean, that just says like. Did you get onto who the? Um, I, I know it's a load of bollocks, but you know the announcing the um, home stadium always give the man the match to like the home team player yeah. based on their own in-house yeah, whatever yeah. it is. They gave it to Doku, so we had a mad situation where Sky gave the right back the man the match, and. 
the home fans gave the left winger the man yeah. the match. It was like, well, both things can't be true. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's mad. But a lot of that comes down to what tr- the, the whole point of what Trent is now, though. He's more of a midfielder. It's less about what he does when he hasn't got the ball. It's more about him moving into midfield than what he does. We'll get on to talking about his goal. He was a right like, back today, though. Well, for a lot of it, but the whole game, right back, second half, he moved quite a lot more into midfield, though. Yeah, he obviously the first changed half it a little was, bit. was just purely... He was just playing in a back four at right back. I mean, he said himself like that he felt that's where the space was, so that's where he played. Because City were like almost like man marking him when he came in field. Um, but he did like spend a lot more time on the right hand side today than than he usually does. But I mean, he, I thought that was like a tactical thing what he'd been told to do. But it turns out it was just how he himself he saw the game. Saw the yeah. game going was like the space is out wide. That's where I'm going to go, which is good. I like that. I like that he wasn't trying to force it by going into areas where there was no space just because he thinks that's what he's supposed to do. So he's obviously got the freedom to make those decisions himself and you know I thought that was good. But he wasn't man of the match. I th- I think it's time to move him into midfield and think about buying a right back personally. You know, if we're, if we're looking at what what do we what what are we trying to achieve? We, I know I'm rehashing the conversation from the Luton game, but what are we trying to achieve by this um hybrid role what are we trying to do there's going to be times where we want him doing what he used to do and there's times where we want him popping up in the middle of midfield for me just look the eye test is he's he's not doing that overlapping run he's not doing it anymore whenever he gets the ball on the right hand side he's a lot deeper so he may as well be central if he's looking to do that I, i don't get it mate i'm like Get a right back in and just move Trent into midfield because oh. he's most effective for me now when he's playing in the centre of the pitch. Right. Well, I think he's most effective when he's just playing like as a right back. But that's by the by. <laughs> on on your point there about going and buying a right back, like Carragher said that afterwards. Before I'd go down that road, I'd play Joe Gomez there. If that's what you want to do, you want to move Trent into midfield. You're not going to find like fair. too many right backs who are going to be better than Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez is fine at right back. Now, what are you actually looking for from your right back? If you want someone who's just like a more solid defensive option, well, then Joe Gomez is your man, and he's decent going yeah. forward now as well. <coughs> if you want an attacking right back, I say, well, just keep Trent there. What are you wanting to change that for when you've got the best attacking right back? So, I'm not averse to the idea of yeah, you buy somebody in the long term. But before we went down that road. I'd want to see Trent in midfield, and let's see if he can do that job. And I'd want to see, um, I'd want to see Gomez given the chance at right back, and then and judge it then. But in terms of Trent in midfield, it's like he's done well there for England, but he's against dog shit teams where yeah, he's just going to get anyone. loads of the ball. He's not having to do any defending whatsoever. He's not tracking runners or any of that stuff. There's a, a world of difference between what he's doing for England and like looking great. And that, they're just games where he can just enjoy himself. And he's not having to like focus on anything. It's just, yeah, give me the ball, watch what I'm going to do. If he was playing in midfield today, in in our midfield three, there's no telling whether he'd be any good or not. Yeah, I'm sure he'd give us some things going forward, but would people be just running off the back of him? You know, because he's not used to doing that. It's like, I, I don't think it's just this black and white issue where it's like, yeah, you can play in midfield, put him there. I'm still like to be convinced about that on the defensive side of it. Um and by defensive side of it, I don't necessarily mean like he can't defend. It's not that. It's it's he's the not awareness. Brilliant one v one though, is he, Dave? Like I know that we've, no, he's not, we've been but... on here and we've moaned about that narrative, and at times it's been massively over the top. But it is true. There's, a, there's an element of truth to it. There's you, an you element. Can't deny but, that. 
but don't forget, like, I always go back to, remember like the two games against City in the Champions League when he was up against Sané and we all thought yeah. Sané was going to just destroy him and Trent was brilliant against him, played really well and we know he can do it, I just don't he think he wants do to it. do it He can do it, he doesn't want to do it, that's, he does that's, not want to do the it point. That's my yeah. point, I just don't think yeah. he wants to do that I, like, yeah. I think he, he can do it, he's capable, I just don't think he wants to anymore It's, it's like, beneath him, yeah. he's that good a player with the ball, it is beneath him That's like a job for Stu Montague that's not a job for Trent. That that's just where we're at. Yeah, that that other right back come midfielder. <laughs> but yeah, but um Monty taking shots again after the other night when he he caught a few strays. But um I was gonna bring him on today to let him defend himself, but nah, fuck that. We'll we'll just have more shots at him. But no, the, the, the Trent like him getting man of the match today, it's like you've only given that because he scored, because if you take that goal away, is anybody seriously going to be saying Trent was man of the match? No, <laughs> that's it. Like you know, and I, I'm not. I don't want to be knocking Trent because he did some good things today. Not least of all, like the goal, which was fantastic, brilliant finish. But um, just a weird performance. Like I, it made up that we've got the draw, made up the way we fought back. But lots of things, I'm like oh, you know, we should have done that better. And if we had done that better, and most of it's like final third, like in games against them, you've got to make the most of situations, not not chances, but situations. And if you make the most of those situations, you will then get good chances. And we had yeah. loads and loads of situations, and like very few chances. And it was because just, and it it was right from the start of the game, like we we had a chance in the first few minutes, and I think Mo. It's a pass straight to like I think Jota was running in behind or Darwin was running in behind, and he's just tried to play a through ball and he's just like it's just gone straight to the defender who's picked it up and then suddenly they're on the attack and that just kind of summed up a lot of our attack and play especially in the first half, and I just felt like oh, if you if you're just a bit sharper there's you know there's a real opportunity here for us today to do something and then you fall behind and it's like oh it's now we're like climbing a mountain. Um, the big worry I had, like in the first half watching us, was every single time the ball went to Allison's feet. Like, what was going on? He got away with that one early, didn't he? Like that when he just passed it straight to Foden, I think it was, or Bernardo. And if if it hadn't gone straight to them, there was another City player behind. It was not going to 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 our player, which I think would have been Costas. I'm assuming who he was looking to, and he just passed it straight to him. It's like, oh my god! But he tends to to have these little. He's got that in him, hasn't Especially he? against Man line. City. He's, he's had like a few little mad moments against them. Um, yeah, that bad game at Anfield, didnn't he, a few years back? Yeah, that horrendous. I think it was COVID. closed doors, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. happen, though. No. no, it didn't, no. But yeah, that Alisson with his feet today, and it, obviously it's worse for me because I'm watching it with my dad, so you can imagine I was just going to say, what was he what, saying about it? Well, exactly <laughs> what you'd expect he'd be saying about it. You, you can call playing. him the best keeper in the world if you like, but this is why I don't trust him. And it's really hard for me to even argue about that because I don't trust him when he's got the ball at his feet either. I'm always expecting him to just do something mad or like take too long to clear it and put himself under pressure, but he did it a few times today. And then he's also made like two fantastic saves that have basically yeah. got, us, got us like the point. So yeah, but Take the rough with the smooth, don't you, with Ali? Yeah, not, as, not as finest hour today, though. How injured do you think he is? Yeah, I think pretty injured. Yeah. I heard some suggestions that he was just doing it to buy time, which I didn't see that at no, all. I thought nah, I, I thought he's so, pulled no. his army there. It's not like, what we do yeah. anyway. We never do that. 
Yeah. Maybe it's we should really. at times, but it's not it's not something we ever do. And Alison, he's a man of God. Alison's not gonna do that, he's not gonna lie. <laughs> no, no chance. He's definitely injured and go hamstring as well, so I just wanted to go back to your point earlier about us not making the most of situations. It's a really good point, you know, because when you actually look at that game back just on stats, it looks like we got battered. Yeah, But anybody exactly. who's watched the game realises we did not get battered at all. We had them exactly where we wanted them time and time after, after again. Yeah. And nothing summed it up better than Diaz, second half, when he had the ball on the left wing and he's got a simple pass, 40-yard ball, like it's not a 10-yard pass, it, but it's a switcher play, and just we had two over people over. Yeah. yeah, you just had to beat one player in the middle, just and he hit it straight him. at him. Yeah. He hit it straight at the City player. And yeah. that, to me, just summed us up in those situations. And I don't know whether that was sharpness, the international break, the 12-30 thing we've already talk, talked about. I don't know. But you could you also argue that City weren't at their sharpest as well, and maybe it was the same thing? It goes back well, to your point about the, the game. Almost got semi-ruined by the mm-hmm. fact that she owned it into that slot. I don't think City were, were at the best, but Guardiola, I had an interview with him on the radio. It wasn't a Sky interview. He spoke to Talk Sports and I was listening in the car on the way back. And he was going on about how well he played and he, he was talking about all the things that oh, he did well and this and that. Um, and a lot of the things he said, I'm like, you know what? That's actually true. Because you know, we were trying to press them and we never got near them. You know, it was amazing how many times they could just go bump, 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 and then all of a sudden, like they've got it on the halfway line and the turns and, and running at us. And it's like that was like so easy the way they got out there. And it's not a reflection on us. It's not that like, you know, sometimes when you'd watch Man United and like teams just stroll through them, and you're know, like, look at the state of these without the ball. That wasn't us. It was just how well like they they played yeah. out of those situations. But I don't think they were particularly sharp. In and around Once the box, they beat the press. They were sharper yeah, than yeah. us. You know, they created more than we did, but they they weren't at their best either, definitely. But I think overall, they, they played quite well, just not in the final third, um, which you know, similar to Australia, I suppose. And you do wonder is it, is it the twelve thirty? That's got to play a part in it. it it's got Has to be to. a significant part. And the international break. Yeah, that, yeah, because you didn't have time to, to prepare tactically for the, for what you wanted to do and work on little scenarios that might come up in the game. You don't really get a chance to do any of that stuff, really. So, yeah, those, those two things combined probably explains why both teams weren't quite where they needed to be. But um, going back to City's goal... I think Alisson's unlucky there, really. I don't look at that and go, that's Alisson's fault. He's done the right thing. He's seen that there's a counter-attack. And we've seen that pass that he placed to Mo to, to set him away. He's tried to do that and he slipped. You can see like his foot gives way underneath him and it, it balloons up in the air. Now, at the moment, when that ball comes down, we've still got more than enough players back to deal with that. So yeah. I'm not blaming Alisson for not, that goal. Nothing to do with that Maybe like that. he could have saved the shot. That's a separate argument. He's got a hand to it. Maybe he could have done more. I don't know. Again, I wouldn't say he should have saved it. I think he's probably done well to get a hand to it. He's probably feeling, I got a hand to it. I should have got more on it. And that's how goalkeepers w- would think. But I don't blame Alisson for that goal. I just think we didn't deal with the situation when, when Ake gets the ball. Trent's like half-hearted, sticking his leg out was appalling. And to me, I just think Virgil in that situation, when when like when the ball's in those areas, the only thing in his mind, or certainly like the first thing in his mind, has got to be, where's Haaland? Now, he's had a look and he's seen that there was players behind him. 
and he's trying to cover, like he's staying in position and he's trying to cover, like if it goes to Haaland, he'll get over. If it goes behind him, he'll, he'll go there. To me, it's like, no, you shut Haaland down, you close that avenue down and then you worry about the rest later. And he didn't get, he didn't move early enough and that's why Haaland's able to take, because he takes two touches. It's not like it was one touch bang. He took two touches and then got a shot away because um, he had a little bit too much time, which I think... Maybe Joel's got to be more aware of what of where he is behind him, and Virgil is not behind him. He's looking at it. He's got to close the space a bit quicker. I just didn't think it was uh, it was a needless goal to give away. Like against City, sometimes like they'll score goals, and you're like, "Fucking hell!" What can you do about that? That's not one of them. Two thoughts is that first of all, Ake Joel Matip does this. Yeah. <laughs> like we we often enjoy Joel going forward, like marauding forward with the ball. Ake absolutely did that to us, and yet he, he rode a couple of challenges that you think, now someone's got to be putting a foot in there. And it sounds to me like you think Verge should be applying the Pucci rule. Whenever, whenever Pucci's not around, people should be asking, where's Pucci? Where's Pucci? So you're saying every from The Simpsons. So every time he's not, there's no Haaland, Verge should be asking, where's Haaland? Exactly. Where's Haaland? He's playing, he's playing Manchester United at home. He's marking Rashford, but he's thinking, where's Haaland? It's Haaland getting ready for the next one in March. Just like a player to death every time. Any, t- any forward he's playing is like, where's Haaland? You can't give him that space, though, can you? No. That's the problem. You, can't, you He is, like, whatever you think of him or Manchester City, the record speaks for itself. And the, he's a, the prick's deadly. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I, again, you can't. I, I agree with you. You can't blame Alisson. That ball ends up in the almost the middle third of the pitch or on the cusp of the middle third of the pitch. There's plenty of time to get it right and get yourself sorted and I think I don't even I don't even blame Verge that much even with the worst Harlan thing I, I basically you can't let Ake carry the ball mm. forward amongst that many players and let him get that good a pass off you've got to put a stop in you've got to do something I'm not blaming Verge I just think it's, no no it's I know not, that, it's not a it's not a big mistake it's just I would like look him at, to have prioritised I think it's really Harland. bad from Verge I think it's really poor from Verge I think Trent and Verge are to blame like Dom runs over, doesn't he? He sprints over to slow to ice the player. That's what you do. The whole point of the press when you go with two players, one sprints to ice them and slow them down, so the second one can then nick the ball off them. So Dom does his job. He slow, and this is a centre half we're talking about. It's Nathan Aki. It's not fucking Bernardo Silva. He goes over, he slows him down, and then Trent stood square like a ten-year-old. He just skips past him, and then, mm. I mean that's bad enough. But once that happens. Harland's clever because he goes right in between the two centre halves. He looks, out, he looks over go. his shoulder to see where Virgil is. Yeah, before the ball comes to him, he, he looks over because and he's he like, thinks, okay, right, and he knows, he knows where Matip is, and he and he looks to see where Virgil is. He sees there's a huge gap. I'm going to stand right in the middle of that gap. So naturally, what should happen? The centre half who can see the game because yeah. Joel can't see the game. He, he hasn't got eyes in the back of his head. Centre half who can see the game has to close the space, and Virgil doesn't. I have to question why. Like, I do just, not understand why like you don't do that, it. Though, does he? He likes staying in his lane it's and not going across the cover. Though, it's like, a thing. It's a recurring thing it. with him. It's like it's how he plays. It. But I just think in that situation, your overriding priority has just got to be where's Haaland. I don't even think that it could have been Alvarez. It's it's like there's a striker in the centre of the goal. Where's the goal? The goal's in the centre of the pitch. The whole point of being the centre half is that you close the gaps to force the passes to the outside because it's harder to score from outside. Yeah. But he just stays where he is and allows the gap to no, be massive. It could be any true. player, just don't do it. The jeopardy's Mad. much, much higher when it's Haaland, though. That's no, it I'm is. Saying. That makes it even worse because yeah. it's like it's him as well. But the point is, 
no matter who that is, you should be thinking, hang on, Joel can't see him, I've got to get across and cover. So if he plays a pass behind me and they score off that, then fair enough, because I've forced him where he should go. He should never have been allowed to get the ball in there. So at 1-0, Giles, are you thinking there's any way back for us? Or are you just expecting it to be a routine 3-0 for City? I'm thinking it was Tumble Dre just stopped. <laughs> it was like a really bad noise and then it's just stopped all of a sudden. It's, it's my computer. Oh, right, okay. It's you need to get two computers set up and the other one's making the noise. Yeah, okay. Um, it does... Uh, I, you know, I've heard, I, I veer towards the more fatalistic, and yeah, you go one 0 down away at City, and you're all sort of thinking, oh, that's that, the game's done. Um, but how we came out, it wasn't, it wasn't our overall play because overall we played, we played, you know, okay. Like we, we were, you know, it wasn't a toe to toe game, but it was just that final third. It was like whether we could construct anything in the final third because, you know, I, I said in the chat, it, it was like we were using a sledgehammer to. To, to, to do surgery and a scalpel try and knock down a wall everything was the wrong decision in the mm. in the wrong place it was we just couldn't put it together we were getting in you'd get to, to the, the the cusp of a moment but then it would all fall apart because you'd make the wrong pass so you'd look the wrong way and it, it it was very frustrating because we didn't really work Edison that much so you were just sitting there thinking there's something here for us. And I did say like this: the longer City go without scoring the second, the more I think there's something here we can get. We can nick one. Um, but it was just like, are we going to be able to put something together to 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 create that chance? And obviously, we did manage that in the end. Um, it, it just everything felt a little out of focus today uh, in the tack. Which again, I don't really. It we're away at City. It's twelve thirty, and all that stuff we've said, all that good stuff. I don't, so I don't really sort of take it as take it face value. I do think there are mitigating reasons why we didn't play that well going forward. So I didn't, I wasn't like as fatalistic as I normally am. Like game over. I was, I did think a two 0 though it had been game over, and I turned off and watched something else. But mm. at one nil, no, I, I thought I did because last year we scored first, but that felt like. Did we? Oh, no. I, I got oh, no, no memory of fuck. that game, you know. Yeah. And like Sir Al was telling me about it, and he said like, yeah, they beat us four one, and Harland didn't even play. And I'm like, really? Yeah. That actually, yeah. I've got no memory. Did we score first? Who scored? We sc- Mo scored. Right. No. I Mo can't scored. And and but but it felt like it felt like um because we weren't we was you know to use club parlance we weren't in a good moment last season. It felt like. You know, a, a weedy kid slapping a bully, and then like the the bully's like right, and you oh no shit, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It did feel a bit like we've scored first. We scored way too early, and we, we, we this isn't going to go well for us. But it, it did not feel like that. It's a different team now. It didn't feel like that at all today. It was just about can we craft something from it? And I don't really think Diaz did that much when he came on. I, don't, I think Gakpo came on and he was playing. Again, I said it in the chat. He was playing like football, like that clip of Boris Johnson when years ago when he was playing football, and he was just cla- he did had no concept of how to tackle anybody. Could, a bit like Rishi Sunak this week when he was using that fucking hammer, and he was. Did you see that? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was. It was a photo op, and he was like, he was using a hammer to tap a nail, but he wasn't using either end, the head of the hammer. He was using the centre part and flat. To tap it like so, unless someone said this is how you really delicately tap. It's just like he's ne- like when he was trying to use a, cr- a card, a chip and pin. He had no concept of it. The cunt's so rich, he's got mm. no concept of what to do. 
Um, and it just seemed like Gakpo was coming on with Boris Johnson edge. Like I've got no concept of what football is, so I'm just going to body people. They, he he offered nothing apart from bodying people and giving away free kicks in positions after we'd equalised. Where you're like, no, no, don't don't a free kick here, Cody. What are you doing? So it was left to 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 obviously to Mo to construct something because otherwise there was you know Jot had gone off, Nunez had been sub Darwin. Um, I thought. He had, did have a great game. His best contribution was after the final whistle ended when he kicked off at Guardiola for whatever reason. Can we reason. talk about Mo's assist before we yeah, get we'll, on to we'll Darwin? Get to Darwin? What an, an assist. Bit, yeah. What an assist yeah, that we, was by Mo. It was an assist. Do you know I'm not what, biting, right? Brownie. I'm not biting. Oh, honestly, right? Well, I don't know what you mean. It was a very simple assist, and it, but, it, but it, was a good, it, it was an assist. And I don't know... When are you, when are you going to like just... Give the devil its due there. Like, no one else was creating a goal. No one no, else fuck did off. anything. I'm with Dave on it. I can't, I can't do the joke any longer. No. That's not a fucking proper <laughs> assist. Fuck off. As a midfielder who, who could create goals with, like, really good vision, a little five-yard ball into somebody who smashes it in, into the corner. So why you, does you don't anybody value else them do that? The same. You don't value them the same. But it's not, because, but because it's not other about pe- that. It's because about other people didn't team. shoot. How many times did Dom get the ball on the edge of the box off someone who laid it off and he refused there's, to there's shoot? I don't know why. Like, it's not a simple. It's not like it's not the the classic Aquilani assist. It was like you've still got to no, lay into his That's different. No, oh, no, it, 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 it's, it's in between. It's in between. You, it's, right, in between. it's not that much difference to the one Costas got like the other week when he rolled it to Jota and and then Jota smashes no, one in. It's no, on don't that, get it's me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's not. It's all about. It's also pulling out wide, bringing the ball. It's all. It's all like a. It's all a rich tapestry. It's not just like a five-yard pass. There is something else in it. Like, did not even acknowledge that. It's mental. No, he's the best saying, in the world. As he dribbled past everybody. At all. Remember Stevie's ball to fucking Rita, a hybrid, and Stevie's ball to Titi Kamara, a hybrid. Remember them passes. And the ones proper famous passes like. On the stat sheet, Mo gets to say is that, is that, Stevie. I don't know. That's is that Saudi argument. Stevie? I don't really think about him anymore. Yeah. No, but I'm just thinking of like really good assists that just come to my mind straight away. Yeah, obviously, it wasn't really good assists. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an idiot. Obviously, I'm not fucking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to try and play the impersonation of one. Well, to be fair, Dave, I have to listen to you talk about your glittering football career, so I'm always going to pick up pointers now, aren't I? Um, but. Obviously, it's not the greatest assist in the world, but he still ha- you still have to make it because we weren't creating anything. We would like, and it, you know, again, the angle the Trent comes at it, it's all about Trent's run on it onto it because even when he, as soon as he receives the ball, you can see the angle is there to take that shot. If he can take that shot first time, the angle's there and it's going in. If it's on target, it's going in. They can't. Edson cannot save it. He's got the angle worked out, but. Like I'm not, I've just when Mo Salah's gone from Liverpool, you re- and we we are left with Darwin. This is not knocking Mo. This is not about yeah. Mo. This is about the whole obsession with assists and like it's. I'm I not don't care about Mo the, the assist stat. Shape or form. I, you know, you know enough about me to know I don't care about the assist stat. I couldn't give a shit. But someone had to do something, and he did. And Trent did. Now what? Yeah, oh, I agree. Trent, Trent absolutely did, yeah. did, and that's why Trent was probably man of the match. No. <laughs> oh, no. no, absolutely. Not. <laughs> well, you know, but I want to I want to go back to the first half because like the the moments that we did have, generally it was it was Darwin that was on the end of them or involved in them. And you said about like trying to knock a wall down with the scalpel, and I think the one incident that you're probably thinking of more than any other 
is when he he breaks forward and you're thinking, oh shoot, shoot, and he, shoot. he rolls it to Mo. Yeah. And it's like someone who shoots on sight, and then again <laughs> that situation, and he didn't. And I think I honestly think the reason he didn't shoot there is because he'd handballed it. Like the referee didn't give it. Like he said, play on and that. I think Darwin knew that's that's it. My my hands here, and if I score. This is getting disallowed. I don't think you can play like that. But though. if he you've passed got it, it, you've got. Nah. If you know you've handled, now you know it's that VAR's going to pick up on it and you're not getting away with it. It's got to be a fairly egregious handball to be picked up there. Well, we haven't seen and it in replay, though, have we? It looked like it, it may have been. It didn't look like it in real time. Nah. I don't think it had anything I, I also, to do with the handball, to be honest. I think it and again, if, you, if you're a massive bland merchant like Darwin, you honestly think the subtlety of, mm, I might have touched that. Tell you what, I'll pass it rather than shoot because handball might get ruled out in V. Oh, fuck that, is it? Yeah, well, it's just a bad decision. Well, he's not a bland merchant because he didn't shoot, did exactly. he? It's a bad decision making. I, I think it's a bad decision making. That's, I, I'm I'll be honest, I thought, get the fuck I thought they defended it well, to be totally honest with you. I thought it was Diaz, wasn't it, who was defending Darwin. His positioning, actually, when you watch a replay back, was really good. If Darwin had a shot, I'm telling you right now, it would have been blocked. And Darwin could see that. He was waiting for that moment where the little angle and the little there gap was, was a moment, up, though. and it wasn't there. there was I don't think there was. When I watched it back, I had no problem with him playing it to Mo. I had more of a problem with what fucking yeah, Mo did Mo with the ball, if I'm honest with you. The predictable... The oh, usual Mo thing of I'm going to come inside because yeah. I haven't got a right foot kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that, that pass was on to Mo at all in that circumstance. No, you're right. But it's just decision making. It's what I'm saying. Like Darwin would normally have a dig, and at this instance, like I'm not having a dig when he would normally have a dig. So it's just bad decision making because that really summed up how our creative play was for most of the game. Which is all true. I agree with all that, and I just think he was the threat. I mean, he's had he had the header that Edison saved. You know, that's unlucky. That's a good header. He had the one when. Sobers like played him in, but it's not a great ball. Sent him wide. Yeah, it, it, no, no, don't mean that one. That that one when he, he took too many touches, but he was offside oh, anyway. Yeah, that yeah. He, that wouldn't have been that would have been disallowed. He's definitely off. That doesn't make. You mean any the difference side netting to, one where Dom? Yeah, the, that's the one where played the, the ball around the side. He's forced yeah, too yeah. wide, and he like the chances that he got. Like he got a couple. He had one in the second half as well when Mo played him in, and it's just unfortunate that like both of those chances. There was no way for him to get his body in a position where he could go across the goal, or he could only go like that near post because he was like running so far wide. He just didn't have the angle. So he had the one on his left foot, which went into the side net, and and then in the second half he has one on the other side, which Edison saved for a corner. Um, but that one he should have gone across. Goal. He couldn't though. When Definitely. you look at it, he, he's no, not got he the angle. He hasn't got no, the angle to done. go across. I, I think if he'd have tried to do that, there's a good chance it would have been blocked, but. The reason you do that is you're hoping it's going to go through the defender's legs and then the goalkeeper's got no chance. But equally, if you go near post, you're not scoring. <laughs> you can do that No, but I don't times, think he, he could go anywhere other than near post because the, the, like the, he's running at a certain angle and the ball comes, he's got to take it first time. And if he moves his body around to try to go across, he's, the defender's there and he's just going to block it. Or good like take good it players off. can do that reverse one, Dave. They can. Not in that situation, they can't. Yeah, not having it. I don't think he could do any more than, than what he did. But it, it's fractions off. It's like if if it's if it's in a slightly different position, you know, it's a clearer chance than it is. But the point that I'm making is he was a threat the whole time he was on. Second half he wasn't doing as much. We had more control the second half, but we weren't really threatening it, like on on counter attacks and stuff. But um, when we got to one one, 
I didn't like the substitutions. I, I, I wouldn't why have taken Darwin mate. off because City. We, we got to one-one, and City were like, "Oh, fuck this! We've got to go and score now. We've got ten minutes to protect like the hundred percent home record." So they were going to come at us. Which now you've got space to, to counter attack, yeah. but we didn't have the players to do it anymore. Yeah. Because you've got Gakpo coming on and, and Harvey come on and it's like Harvey coming on was fine. Endo comes on as well for McAllister and it's like I wouldn't have done that by the way. I, I wanted to mention Maka. I, I thought, thought he, he was, was good. really good yeah, today. I thought he really well. good today. How many times in tight spaces were they pressing with like three, four around them and we've criticised them and rightly so for dallying and getting caught on the ball. But he, how calm was he today? Yeah. Like there was two or three times where he just danced around pressure, or laid he won it off. A free kick. Yeah. yeah, where Harlan came deeper, didn't he? And he was like just leaning on him, and he was like, "I'm just gonna diddy ham on you here and get just a foul." Like his, he his did that three or four times. Yeah, it was yeah. boss. I thought he was really good today, I and I wouldn't well, have changed yeah. it. I would not. I, I didn't see the point. Could in be tiredness it. though. He's the traveling and like he's played know. two games for Argentina. Maybe just. I'm with you. Like at the end, there was a bit of me like, "Come on, go on and win the game because they're gonna overcome it and we'll get them on the break." But we didn't have the players to do it. I feel like he'd have got a chance. You know, I think we'd have got a chance on the break. If he was there, but by taking him off, we just lost that threat. Uh, we did, One we sub really... that did work, I thought, though, was Gravenberg, and you saw yeah. that on the equaliser. Yeah, that was boss. That you know where Rodri showed him the outside and said, "Go on then," and he was like, "Okay then, I'll have a race with you." He's and he direct, just ran past he? him. He that was boss. Yeah, I, I that's what he wants, good, though. Yeah. That that's his game. He's a runner, isn't he? Like to drive through the line and perfect example of it on that goal yeah a quick point on him because when we signed him I thought we may see him playing as, as like a six just through necessity haven't seen him now for a few months I'm like no he is yeah. absolutely in no way shape or form like someone who's going to play as a six he's just not I think he yeah. could do it I like it would be the biggest waste I agree that's the point I agree with you like that would it would be a waste it would be Below him almost. He's so you good want him at turning and getting into space and breaking the lines and running forwards, and he's got Driving a shot on him. Yeah. He can score, he can create. No, it, absolutely no way would I ever want to see him playing as a six. Are you happy we signed him, Dave? I just want to go yeah, back I to am, when yeah. you really yeah. didn't want him just because I, I wanted him. I didn't want him. Okay like, there's, there's a, I wanted him to begin with when I thought we were getting Bellingham as well. I was excited by the idea of bringing him in because I thought he, he's a project. He might not be great initially, but in a couple of years' time, he might be like a superstar. Uh, but then when we didn't get Bellingham, I'm like, well, I don't want that now. I don't want like a project that we're going to have to wait for. I want someone who's going to come in and just be like boss straight away, like Sobers lies uh, turned out to be. Um, so, but Gravenberch has been like, he's made a bigger impression than I thought he would. So he's been better than I expected. But um, I think he's, he's really, really good. And he'll get so much better. It just the things that he does well, you know, like, yeah, that's that's really going to help us, you know, just the way he can get away from people. He's got things you can't teach. His technique when the ball's played like him, him and his, yeah. his first touch he's already on the turn and he's just skinning people like effortlessly when when the ball's played. His first into touch him. is not getting the ball under control. No, it's, it's turning it's away. It's the ball going where he wants yeah. to go. That's yeah. that's that's the beauty of him. No, definitely. And the other reason that I wasn't keen on signing him was because you were going on about it so much. I'm like, nah, fuck that. That was the main <laughs> thing I wanted to. to but like, you were right. At. You're like, are you happy? Thank you. There yeah. You go. No, you're right. All good. We can move on. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm definitely moving on. I've got to go. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
So me and Brownie will just finish this one off. We've got no sub to bring in for, for you, Jill. So yeah. we'll just we'll just take care of this, just me and Brownie. But yeah, right. thanks for and, coming. Endo's on, mate, so. knocking on my door, asking if he can come <laughs> come in here. No, Endo, you're not getting. No, on. you're okay, mate. Go on, off you go. <laughs> we'll we'll go on man short. You're all right. All right. See you later. <laughs> See you later, Jules. Yeah, um, Endo's come on, and he's got himself a booking and. I made up with that Wasn't his fault, though. That no, was Gakpo's fault. It was Gakpo's fault, but I made up with the booking because he's like, yeah, no, yeah, fuck yeah. this. I'm stopping this attack. And that's, yeah. what, that's what you want. We don't do that enough. No, we don't. We don't do it so enough. I'll that, take that yellow card It was like the Harvey thing day. and the looting um, last time I was yeah. on, and I mentioned Harvey, take the yellow card. Like, Endo was like, yeah, I'll take the yellow card all yeah, day. The, yeah, the, just that's like your wily old pro who's been around the game, and he's like, nope, not having this. I'm not letting you get, get away. I'm stopping yeah. this. And well worth the yellow card. So yeah, made up with that. Um, we didn't talk about like we we mentioned the goal, but we didn't talk about the the celebration, which was fucking boss. <laughs> Winding that. them up, not yeah. even running to like to our fans, just standing in front of them, just like chushing them. Like yeah, love that. They were singing some fucking shit all game. Weren't they? It's getting close to Christmas. Obviously, there's obvious songs that these now yeah. are gonna start singing. And yeah, I think it was a little bit of a nod to that one. Eh? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, oh, it was class. But did you see Darwin as well? Darwin's little yeah. face. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> Someone said like Darwin's gone the full Robert De Niro there. <laughs> like, yeah, he did. That's exactly what he did. It was just yeah. the De Niro face, wasn't it? Just nodding and pulling that face. Oh, that was boss. Um, so what um what happened at the end then i, I don't know if you're any wiser than no, i am i haven't got a clue i no, have not got a clue what happened it's one of those what happens in vegas stays in vegas isn't it like nobody's <laughs> talking about it guardiola's just straight batting it just saying nothing happened and klopp said like it's not his place to say what happened and he doesn't know anyway because it was all in spanish and he said but it was two people who i love which i'm like eh. Not sure about that. I don't think you'd really love don't say that. We went two yeah. people who I love who were like, you know, in an argument and I wanted to just get in between them and, you know, make sure like it didn't escalate or anything. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Did you did you see the footage at the end of Klopp? Like basically calming Guardiola down. No, that was like that. It was just so clear. It was like there's two people on your screen right now. One's cool as fuck, and one's a fucking weirdo. Have yeah. a guess who's who? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was mad. No, he's, he, he's, he's weird, fucking weird. He is. he is weird. He is there's something weird. Going on there. And that's probably what's caused it. He's probably done something weird. Like, oh, do you know what? I remember the game that the the City game last year. It was the fucking handshake with Arthur. And the um, yeah 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 and Costas, and Costas, well. Costas didn't yeah. do it like he just shook his head and walked past them and then Arthur shook his hand didn't he so it's something's probably gone on where he's just done something stupid on the touchline just being like a, a weirdo. Oh, how bothered that be if he went to like do something like that with Darwin and he told him to fuck off. Uh, whatever oh, it was, Darwin didn't like it, and um, 
Guardiola seemed a bit like uh, just baffled by it. He was going Darwin, Darwin. He was like, you know, what is it? And he's just like pointing at him, wagging his finger, going, no, 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 I'm not having that shit now. Whatever it was, he did. <laughs> he wasn't happy. But like Darwin's got that in him now. Remember the Newcastle game last year at Anfield, and like their bench yeah. were being fucking knobheads, and they were cheating and time wasting the whole game. And when Carvalho scored at the end. And there's that clip of Darwin like going mad celebrating and then he just starts shouting at their bench, fuck off, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he loves a bit of that. Like, but no, you need a bit of that, don't great you? Great to see. As, as, some, as somebody once said, I think Paul made the point, you know, and I was taking the piss out of him, like saying, settle down, Roy Keane. You know, about these days where games like this, they're all like really nice, aren't yeah. they? They're all hugging each other and that. Oh, mates, aren't they? I'll be Virgil honest, though. De Bruyne, they, they, Harland and, and Dom. Yeah, they, they, they love each other. And like the fucking Brazilians. I don't know how I feel about that. There's a bit of me which is like, yeah, listen, it's moved on. It's not like it was years ago. But when Paul said that, there was a part of me like, yeah, I, I mean, our boss was that that time when Roy Game was fucking having that bit of fucking, you know, with um, was it Vieira in the yeah. in the fucking. Yeah. It was in the tunnel, wasn't it? Yeah, about Gary game, Neville and yeah. pick on me, don't be picking on him, pick on me and all that. There's something about that you've got to love, haven't oh, you? You've got to love fantastic. shit like that. It's one of like it's the like most theater, iconic Premier League moments, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, I want some more of that, mate. But yeah. equally, I also don't. That's uh, I feel like I'm a little bit caught between the No, I want stills. beef. I, I want there to be bad blood and beef between the players. I want the players to, to hate Man City as much as we do. Yeah. And I think some of, them, nice. some of them probably do. Like, I think Trent gets it. Like, Trent's like... Trent knows the score with them. Um, I'm not saying he's not friendly with any of the players, but like I definitely you've got think to put that to side got... to the side for the game now, yeah. haven't you? That's what I, I I remember fucking fuming on the forum. Um, must have been 2004, 2005. Gerard and he was tapping John Teddy on the ass and stuff, you know, yeah. at the game against Chelsea when they had the handball with Carvalho. Remember that game? New Year's Day it was, and. Gerard's just being there pally with them. I'm like, fuck off. Don't be pally with them, like, for 90 minutes. Like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to rip somebody's head off for 90 minutes and then go and have yeah. a beer with them afterwards. There's fuck all wrong with that. That's how it should be. Yeah, there was a bit today, like, there was a corner and Dom was marking Harland on corners and seeing him, like, just having, like, a little chat with him and that. I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. Like that's I'm I'm being a meathead. I know I'm being. Are like we a, dinosaurs a meathead, though? That's that's that's. Yeah, that's we probably the are. We probably are, but that doesn't mean we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can be a dinosaur <laughs> and still be right. It may be, it's like, hell. It's like I know the, how it feels to be Roy Hodgson now. Yeah, this is mad. Like, you know, these kids these days, they just they just don't get it. Oh, no. <laughs> but now I I, I want to see like just beef between us. I fucking love Darwin doing that, and I don't even care if he had absolutely no justification to do what he did. Like it's entirely possible Guardiola's not really done anything, and just something's just like sparked Darwin off. But I don't care. I, I love what he did. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what I want to see when we play Man City. Love but it. But equally, if it had been one of their players at Kloppo, I also want to think, fuck off you. How can you say that to Kloppo? Yeah. That's like that's the point of rivalry, isn't it? It's not meant to be logical. If it had been it's one never of their players, to be logical. It's it meant would to be just stupid. 100% have been Bernardo Silva. Oh, don't get rat. me started. That's exactly what I called him. I, I was watching the game with y'all, my, my girlfriend, and I said, he's exactly like that fucking Bruno Fernandes. Like, and yeah. What yeah. common denominator? I don't know. Is it Portuguese people? I don't know. Apologies if there's any listeners who are Portuguese, but... Why are they all bellends? There's fucking well, loads they're not of all them. Bellends, are they like loads of not in their team? Not in their team, not people. I mean, yeah. their, their team's full of bellends, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why? I don't. I don't get it. Like he is a fucking rat, though. That's he's the, the perfect worst. He's word by to far the him. worst. He's just horrible. He carried on as well. Though I'm like, keep talking, keep talking. He might send you off. Go on. Mm. Oh, horrible bad. little prick. But uh, yeah, I, I just I don't think we'll ever really find out what happened with Darwin and Guardiola, unfortunately. But I would love to know. Maybe there'll be like some um, some camera footage on the touchline that has picked up on stuff that we've not seen yet. You know that there might be some. Because Sky did show something afterwards with like Guardiola and, and the City fans, like there was a few clips of him like trying to like whip them up and get them to make noise. He was pointing at his ear, and like and then he just like shook his head. He was he, he was like he was going like come on come on let you know make some noise. And then like he didn't, and then he just kind of just <laughs> shook his head and went okay then don't <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he just if he there's gave anything up. that sums up modern football more than him pointing at empty seats asking yeah. for a bit of noise. And <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it is like. I know, but um. Everything's I did see one video. No, I know we'll get to that in a sec, but there was <laughs> one there was one video and I was dead excited because it said exclusive audio of the um Darwin Pep thing and I put it on and it was that Castleford commentary. Oh, right. <laughs> Send the dirty get off. <laughs> you know, all that I was like, Oh no, I thought it was gonna be something good then. <laughs> yeah, but that like that, diabolical. That that makes any clip better though, doesn't it? That oh, unbelievable. Yeah, um, anyway, the playing. Yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't uh, even show it, did they? You could no. just hear this noise in the background. <laughs> you, could, you could hear it. It was like circling the stadium. They just like, refused to no even one, talk about it. Like, it was bad. Not even did they not show it, but the commentator didn't even say, and there's a plain circle in the idea. He just gave <laughs> it, it like, that's, like, that's like money well spent there. <laughs> You're pure Everton behaviour. Trying to make, make some kind of like statement and protest, and nobody sees it. It was just dead funny. It was like Rodri into Bernardo Silva. (laughs) 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 What did they think was going to happen? Now, did they seriously think that like Sky, who are like partners with the Premier League, do they think that Sky were going to show them flying a plane over a game that they're not even involved in? So if they did that, so, so what happens then? Anytime someone, some dickheads like want to make some stupid point and they hire a plane, the TV companies have got like a, um, some sort of obligation to be showing it. Because if they'd have showed that today, which is not relevant to the game that was taking place in any way, shape or form, if they'd have given that footage, like if they'd have shown that, what's to stop somebody doing something else next week when they're wanting to make some stupid point? So Sky were never, ever going to show that. But they've wasted money on, you know, <laughs> on like on paying for it. And making like ridiculous comments like <laughs> they've awoken the beast. They don't know what kind of monster they've awoken. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, fucking fifty of you went to the Premier League office and sang a few songs. One fellow went there like and filmed himself shouting at a door. And and like the, I, the whole thing is just mind blowing. Like, I think I, I think you're um, underestimating what's happened here, though. They've, apparently, they've awoken the spirit of the fucking. Dogs of War. Did you not know that? <laughs> That's what they've done, you know. It's oh, like you, you've, this is serious shit. This Dave, you've, you've got to be on board. They with picked it on the wrong they're club. Fucking embarrassment, aren't they? they picked on the they're wrong club. Complete That's what they've embarrassment. Done. They've got no idea the can of worms they've opened up by picking on Everton. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. But like, it's it's funny as well. Like that the flying a plane over the Etihad, going on about like. Premier League corruption and all that in the same week 
that they voted for that bullshit fucking loan thing. They voted alongside Man City, Chelsea, Newcastle, all the teams who everyone's like knows are dodgy. Sheffield United as well. Well, by the way. they're owned by Saudis. The the, the, oh, the owners, yeah, the owner of Sheffield United. I'm sure, like they've got Fire Saudi some kind of shell company he's probably or something like that. Terrified of like getting his head chopped off if he goes against the pith. <laughs> so he's not going to do that, is he? Um, plus, like, it, I don't know if they've got any kind of multi-club ownership. I don't know enough about that, but I know they've got like Saudi ownership. And then you other other who else was it was. Burnley, shameless Burnley was one. Shameless Burnley are basically a Man City's pocket, um, so no surprise there. But yeah, high and mighty Everton, you know, on this like crusade against like corruption and 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 all this, and then they're voting for that, and it's just like so dodgy, and everyone knows how dodgy it is. Um, and then they're flying a plane over the Etihad. It's like, all right, so now you you suddenly bothered about Man City, are you? You know, if I reckon if like if the Premier League said to Everton, okay, you can have your ten points back, but when we find City guilty, we'll be stripping them of all the titles and awarding them to. They'd rather get relegated. Man United. They? <laughs> they would, they'd be like, no, 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 keep the points. Yeah, That's yeah, fine. Yeah. You can make yeah. it twenty if you want, but don't be fucking giving them any more titles. <laughs> On that note, uh, Luton won, so Everton are now five points away from safety. Oh, okay, which is good. nice. Good. How did Burnley get on? I still think they'll stay up. Uh, Burnley were winning 1-0 and I've just checked and they lost 2-1. Yeah, fucking they're proper fucking shit. They were 1-0 up with five minutes ago and lost 2-1. I actually 2-1. hope they finish bottom, you know, Burnley. I hope they get the lowest ever points Yo. tally. Fucking losers. I think there's a good chance. A twat of a manager. Despise him. And devoted for like that loan thing as well. So yeah, fuck Burnley. Anyway, going back to the game and the wider effect of the game. Are we in the title race? What do you think? You'd have to say so. I mean, you look, we're a third of the season in and we're a point behind City and if you look at some of the difficult away games we've got out of the way, yeah, you'd have to I say we are. Say. I mean, do we, away, do we Chelsea look away, like Newcastle a, away, City away. Do we look like a title winning team? No. But the table suggests Who that we does, are. Who does though? I mean, City's the obvious one. That's a, like you, You've got to hope that they have issues, haven't you? But I think it's the pedigree with them, to... though, isn't it? It's, it yeah. you, I don't think like we're looking at City just based on this season, how they've played. You can't take that in isolation because you know it's like it's the whole package. You know what they've done before. So they may not have played better than us. I mean, I'm not saying that they have or they haven't. What I'm saying is like how they've played... We're not going to judge it just on how they've played this season. They've got that like gravitas about them. It's like you think, oh, they can just reel off like fifteen wins on the bounce. We can't really say that about us because this team is fairly new and it, it, they've not proved they can do it. I don't think Arsenal's got that in them to do that either. So that's why, like, you're always going to think, yeah, City are probably that. You know, it's they're like by far the favourites, which they are. But that's not to say that we're not in, in the title race because if you're a third of the season in and you're only a point off the top and you've played City away, you know, that fixture's out the way. So, yeah, we are. How much longer we'll be in it for? I don't know. I think we'll be in it for a, a good while yet. I think I think it's a bit early for us. Like, I said that after the Luton game. And today's a bit different in the sense that I think, I think the way they play and the way we play suits us. So I expected us to get a result today. It's not really like 
the likes of today I'm worried about necessarily. It is like it sounds ridiculous, but Luton away is a bigger worry than Man City away. That doesn't yeah. make sense. No, it but, is. It, but it is. But it is. That, if you that's ta- where we're you know, at. If you take that game away, if you take the Luton game away, I think I'd feel completely different about it. Yeah, I'd be a lot more bullish. A Luton, the new Leicester. Mm, <laughs> I don't know if that. I still think Leicester was worse. It's not as far because we lost that game, didn't yeah. we? And we lost. Um, but we it, only it just feels about like we got lost a point, didn't we, in the Luton game? It does. It feels right like we end. lost that. I know we didn't, but that's how it felt. Um, I think there's a chance, and I don't, I don't want to get me hopes up too much here. I, I think it's too early for us. But when I say that, I'm assuming City are getting ninety odd points. If it goes eighty four, eighty five points, I don't know. I'm open to that. There's a chance there. Anything under ninety, I think, is is doable. I don't think over 90. I think if it goes over 90, you can rule us out. Yeah. But anything under 90, then I think we'll be there or thereabouts. So, as you say, it just it depends on, on what City do. I mean, if they go on one of those winning streaks after the turn of the year, I don't think we'll be able to keep pace with them. I don't think Arsenal will be able to keep pace with them either. But if it's under 90, then we'll be in it, and Arsenal will be in it as well, I think. Have you seen... Um... So they've obviously dropped four points in the last two games, City against Chelsea and us. Have you seen their next couple of games? Oh, it'll be Burnley, uh, <laughs> Luton, Sheffield United. No, I don't next know. Ga- I don't next game, know. Tottenham at home. All right, okay. Followed oh, well. by Vi- Villa away. Yeah, Villa away is tough. Villa's home record is like, fantastic. Um, Tottenham, they've got loads of injuries. I think they're just going to fall off a bit. But Tottenham have got a good record against City. Like they've done well against them. Like they like fairly, going there, don't yeah. they? They they tend yeah. to cause them problems, don't they? So no, that's that's two interesting games. Um, yeah, Villa away. That's one of the toughest places to go. Hey, how moment. nice is it? How nice is it to be like practically December and I'm checking Man City's fixtures. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, that's a well good we've got we Fulham like next, haven't we? Yeah, next week. And then who've we got after that? Sheffield United Palace. away. Yeah, both away. So Fulham at home, Sheffield United and Palace away. Then United at home, West Ham at home, Arsenal at home, Burnley away. Good fixtures. Mm. Like that, that, that point needs to be reiterated. We've definitely, I think, I don't know. There'll be some stats geek who'll turn around and go, actually, Ian, that's not the case. But it feels to me like we've had the tougher fixtures out of any of the top teams when you look at yeah. everything all together. So yeah, I'd say so. You know, you have to weight the points based on that, don't you? And say who's actually top of the league kind of thing. And mm. it could could well be us. But how weird is it that that might be the case? But I I still feel like the eye test is telling me we're not ready. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Do you know what, though? Like, it's going to be really hard to, to not look at that table and go, it's a point and the Tottenham game. Well, that... It's it, always it depends. Be, it depends stays, where we are in March and April. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like if we're still if we're still in this position, then then that's going to be a huge problem. But I like to think it won't be by then. I like to think we'll be seven, eight, nine ahead of them, and then it becomes a or seven, eight, nine behind. Because I don't want to be like I don't at the end of the season. I mean, I do not want to be finishing no, a point mean. behind yeah. them at the end of the season. I'd rather be like seven or eight points behind at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. Then it come down to that Tottenham game. That'd be like way too much to be able to deal with I might be like paying for a plane to fly over a stadium in a game that doesn't concern us 
Uh, right, so we've got uh, next. We've got Lask, haven't we? Uh, on Thursday, a uh, couple of injuries from today. Like uh, Jota, probably not going to play if he felt something in his hamstring. That usually means a couple of weeks out minimum. So Ali will have a rest anyway. Won't yeah, he, he wouldn't have been playing injury. anyway. Uh, I think he might be out for a few weeks as well. You know, well we'll see. So, how many changes are you expecting for that game? Because we kind of fucked it up in the in the last one. We, this should have been the total dead rubber, shouldn't it? But now we've still got a, still got a. Well, I think a draw gets us through. I don't know. We've we've got to get some game right. anyway. So, how um, strong are you going for that? Can will play just for minutes? I would have thought Quanta, Joe yeah. Gomez. Basically, there'll be a no, number of changes. Do you think, think one Endo, of the kids will Endo. play left back? Maybe. Yes. Chambers. Got to, haven't they? You can't mm. keep you can't keep putting. He, Costas was good today, by the way. I think Costas was really good need, today. Need to make like... that point because there's been yeah, a lot of yeah, question marks true. about him, rightly so. But he did well in the last. I don't know game, how. I, I don't know how much of today. that. I agree. I don't know how much of that was the fact that they just wanted to keep feeding the ball to Doku. Yeah. I think that comes into it. But, but still equally, he's folding, he still I mean. played well. No, we still did well. Yeah. He did do well. We were worried um, about that. Everybody was worried about that going in. So it's only, no, it's only you, right to say. You quite rightly were saying about picking Joe Gomez, yeah. and I didn't disagree. I was all, but I was on that train. Um, and then when I saw Costas, I thought, interesting. So, yeah, he did well. Yeah, he solid did well. performance, made up for him. Right, well do we have any right-back cover? Connor Bradley's back in training, but he's been out a long time, so... So you wouldn't uh, expect them to play against Lask? Probably not, but you know. Only because I'm thinking if you want to give Costas a rest, you could put Gomez left back. Yeah. Because um, it would be Canate and Quante. You'd I think, think, I think out, um, but he play right back. I don't know. I think they'll play um, Chambers left back, hmm. Gomez hmm. right back. And Endo Gravenberg. Bradley might get on, get on at some Harvey. point. Um, I think Gravenberg. Yeah, Endo Gravenberg, Harvey. Harvey, yeah. yeah. Doak, Gakpo, uh, yeah, Doak, Gakpo, and then left. I don't know. Diaz, probably has to be Diaz. Game, so yeah, probably. Probably has to be Diaz, but you haven't got Jota to rotate. No. So who else have we got? Um, Kate Gordon's been training with the first team recently, but he's been yeah, out a possibly. long time. Depends. I mean, if he's looking really good in training, they might just say we can give him ten minutes, fifteen minutes at the end or something. Especially if we're winning. So I'd expect us to hopefully just get that over with like early, a couple of early goals, and then you can start making changes. But um, it's a bit of beef there. Like, their manager's a knobhead. See what he said the other week? Why? He was complaining about uh, our team selection in, in the last match. No, because like, we got beat, didn't we? Who's their manager, Neil Warnock? Well, he he did go the full Neil Warnock. He was complaining about our team selection and how it's impacting them. Bella. And we should have picked the stronger team. It's like, well, we didn't pick the fucking strongest team against you either. Uh, and he also was pissed off because Klopp had said about how shit their pitch was, which it was. It was like a ploughed field. I mean, so yeah, I think like he's been running his mouth a little bit. So hopefully like we can shut it on Thursday. Maybe Darwin might have a go at him afterwards as well. Wagging his finger. Yeah, <laughs> Is he you, bald as keep well? Keep your fucking mouth shut, you. <laughs> wonder if he's bald. I know, it's <laughs> If he is bald, then like, <laughs> maybe it's just the thing about like baldies. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fucking boss if like the audio comes out and he's like, it's all in Spanish and that, but 
if he's like calling him like whatever baldy bastard is in Spanish or, or fucking baldy weirdo. <laughs> It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? I need to know. I want to know. <laughs> I know. I want. I'm going straight onto Twitter now, and I'm going to see, see yeah. like if if there's any uh, any footage come out yet. Definitely need to see what was said there. So are we done? Anything else you want to cover? No, all done. Uh, yeah. So good result. Still in the title race. Uh, could have been better, but we'd all take a draw. And onwards and upwards. So we'll be back on Thursday night after the last game. Uh, until then, thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon. Well, the best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom. <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this? It was really good.